everyone who asks receives, every seeker finds. Do you believe that to be true? Yep. I hear a few yeses. How about you online? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so today we're going to look at playing with money. And why I say playing, because when we take something really seriously, usually serious means usually fear in some form or another. Not always. And so I'd like to invite you to consider the idea of money in a playful way. And I'd like to say something to start off with, and that is that your prosperity, your abundance, the amount of money that you have has nothing to do with the economy. Nothing. Unless it does. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? If you believe that the economy affects the amount of money that you have in your prosperity, then yes. Spirit says yes. Because that's how money works. It's an energy. It's an idea. It's a thought. Right now, it's pretty rare to actually even see the physical form of money. It's all digital. So it's even more easy to understand it as being. So I'm just going to give him a minute to adjust. I can't tell how well you can hear me or not. So. so Shall I just keep on speaking? So, okay. So this idea that it doesn't matter what happens outside of you in terms of what you have in the way of abundance, whether it be your health, your money, your relationships, anything in your life has to do first with your consciousness. And what is your consciousness? What you believe, what you think, what you say, and how you respond to what you believe, what you think, and what you say. So if you want to play with money, what might that look like? I mean, maybe you've, there's a picture here of Monopoly. Maybe you've played Monopoly and you've played with the idea of having like tons of money and owning everything and, <laughs> and taking everything away from everyone else and that kind of thing, that kind of play. But imagine playing in your mind with money and with the idea of money. So this is from Eric Butterworth, and it goes on for two slides, but it's a wonderful quote, so bear with me. Prosperity is not just having a lot of money. It is having a consciousness of this flow of substance, the consciousness of the flow of substance. The true prosperity consciousness is consistently open to the flow, attracts opportunities both to give and receive, wisely directs the use of substance and remains free from its burden. Remains free from its burden. An important guideline, if you're worried about the money you have or don't have, you're out of the flow. And that's Eric Butterworth in the book, In the Flow of Life. It's a wonderful book. If you've never picked it up, I invite you to do that. He's got a whole lot more in there than just talking about money. He's talking about how to have an abundant life in every way. And so worry, what is that saying? That you don't trust, you don't believe. And so anytime you're worried about anything in your life, you're saying that you don't trust that your good is available to you. And like a water hose, you've kind of crimped it and not allowed the flow to flow. So how can you stop worrying? I've given you this trick, trick, I'll say trick, uh, and that is, take a moment and just see something in your mind's eye that you love. A circumstance, an accomplishment, a person, 
something and just go to that place of that open, wonderful feeling of love and joy because then you uncrimp the hose and then think about money in that realm or whatever it is that you've been blocking off. It's really simple. Sometimes not easy to remember though, right? So we're going to look at what is prosperity really and then the choices that you have and the importance of appreciation in all of this. So for the flow in the form of money to happen in our life, in your life and in mine, we must love money, not in a fear-based hoarding, clinging, but as we love all of spirit. Because money is an idea, a divine idea in the mind of God and in your mind. And if you don't love it and you think you have to hoard it and you think you have to cling to it and you think you have to be afraid of any transactions having to do with money, then that's really how you feel about spirit too. Because money and spirit really are synonymous. They are just a divine idea. What do you think about that? Whoa, baby. That's a good one, isn't it? So are you ready and willing to release old beliefs and stories that have hampered the flow? So all I'm saying is that, yes, you know what? We're around people who are always telling us to be scared of this, worried about that, the economy's bad, there's a war over there, you know, uh, don't spend that money on that, you know, you should get a better deal, you know, there's all this kind of stuff going on, and it's all fear-based. And to say, you know, thank you for sharing, and then know the truth for yourself. That's really the best way to start. So money is as spiritual as everything else. And there's been a real negative connotation to the idea of money, especially associated with spirituality in church. And the thing is that money is just a divine idea, like everything else. It's a divine idea first, and then it's in action. And so to remember that money is spiritual, like everything else, it is an effect that shows up as the cause of our consciousness directs it. Now hear that again. Like everything else, it is an effect that shows up as the cause of our consciousness directs it. So our consciousness directs our experience of money, our experience of health, our experience of comfort, of joy, of peace, of all of those things. Now maybe you didn't think of money as being synonymous with your health or relationships or love or joy or any of that, but it actually is. And when you can come to a place where you feel joyful and appreciative of this concept of money, then you have really broken through a barrier that you've had. And it's amazing what starts to happen. So how many of you believe that you have as much money as what it says in the bank and that that's the limit? Or the job that you have, that that's the limit of the money? I remember years ago, we were asked to do an experiment with, uh, it was like unexpected income and we played this game for a month where we all just decided that everything that we were open to was great, but we were going to be open to unexpected income. 
and that whether it be seeing a dime on the street or somebody buying us a coffee or something, that we would document it and we would give 10% to the spiritual center that was doing the game. And it was amazing when we were playing because there was this openness to this idea of, of money. And there was this openness to it coming from unexpected sources. I remember right at that time, we were doing my income taxes and it was one of the first years that I was in ministry and I had no idea what was going to happen in terms of income tax and I actually got back more than I had paid out in income tax because of the new designation that I had. And, and I remember thinking this was all a cons as a consequence of sure those things were already in place, but also I opened up to it. And I ended up getting something like $3,000 more back from CRA than I had paid into it, which is, you know, it's mind boggling. But the thing is that money is an idea. And so ideas don't have limits. And so money doesn't have limits either unless you put them on that. Okay, so here's an affirmation. I'd love for you to say it with me, if this feels like it resonates with you. I always have an abundance of money and whatever it takes to make life happy and magnificent. All I need to express the fullness of life filled with happiness are attracted to me now. Wouldn't it be wonderful to sit in that place every moment of every day? To just be a magnet for your good for your happiness, for abundance in every way. It's possible. It might take a little practice. You might be kind of a crispy onion with lots of layers hiding your good. And you may have to peel those crispy layers off, but it's possible. Money is a tool, it's not a goal. It's an agreement we make when we exchange goods and services, isn't it? You have the privilege of using the divine idea money as a tool to express the nature of the divine. So I'm just inviting you to change your way of thinking about money, even if it's just a little bit today, and ask for signs of encouragement as you open up, because you're going to start to see them and feel them. So this is from Eric Butterworth also, In the Flow of Life. When you get into the consciousness of the flow of the creative process within you, there will be a constant inner direction in your life, leading to a deep sense of meaning, and incidentally, as it flows forth, leading to cars, houses, and money that are part of this meaning, but with none of them becoming the goal of life, and all of them a joyous experience in its free flow. So what that's saying is that in the beginning, when we're new in this idea of spirituality and this idea of money being a divine idea, that we, we want to have things and stuff. We're told we can manifest, so we want to have great cars and houses and wonderful shoes and jewelry and go out for dinner, and it's all those material things in the beginning. At least it was for me. And then what I found was that what I was really looking for was to feel the way I felt when I had all those things. Happy, comfortable, 
supported, luscious, whatever words may come up depending on what I'm thinking about. Satisfied if it was a meal I went out to or comfortable if it was sitting in my own home. And the thing is that it became less and less important, the, the idea of money, but how I felt. And as I started to feel prosperous, then the prosperity showed up in ways that weren't always money. They were in gifts and in experiences that I had. The thing is that the money came too, as a side effect. So I invite you to think about that. Because you have choices. Jesus Christ said, But seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. And what does that mean? I mean, that, that just was so obscure for me. Seek the kingdom. What does that mean? Well, what are attributes of, of God? Just call out a few attributes of God. Love. Love. Beauty. Intelligence. Intelligence. Joy. Provision. Provision. That's how you seek the kingdom, by being joy being supported by being peace, by being love. That's how you seek the kingdom. And when you seek being that and then are that, then you get even more of that to experience. So it's really not that difficult a concept, but has it ever been described to you that way before? Maybe not. He's not talking about a place in space, but a depth of consciousness. The kingdom of God is the universal flow within you. It is the one great reality behind every appearance. It is what caused everything to be here. We were the hands and feet that created the carpet, that created the chairs, that created the car that you came in, that created all those things. Mm -hmm. But it originally started in the realm that you can't see. You will never get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. You will never get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. So if you're feeling stuck, it's somewhere in your mind, in your ideas. It is important to feed your mind only the right ideas. And what are the right ideas? They're going to be different for you than they are for me. They may be the same, but the right ideas are ones that bring me into the kingdom of God, if you want to use that, to feeling supported, to feeling loved, to feeling peaceful, to being all of those things in life. So if I'm thinking things that aren't bringing me peace or having me experience abundance, then I need to change how I'm thinking. Everything in life comes from the ideas in your mind. And they come from the ideas in mind, which is the big M, first, through you. And then you need to take action. In other words, the experiences in your life come from the inner world of your thoughts. So what are you thinking and saying about money? I'm pretty happy. You know, there's a lot of people really worried about finances today. Have been all my life that I've experienced. People, you know, have different degrees of comfort with it. 
But right now, with a war going on in the other part of the world that's affecting the economy and oil and everything else, the markets are down. And if you have investments in markets and you believe that your source is the market, then you're going to feel as though life is bad and that money is hard to get and it's really difficult. And if you believe that, what do you get? You get that. But there are people throughout history who, no matter how bad the world was, were prosperous and were living a great life. And you can too. And it starts here. Why feed anything to your mind that you don't want in your experience? Starts out as just something you didn't realize you were doing. I know I didn't realize that a lot of my experiences came from thoughts that I was having that I didn't realize I was having. So why not choose a daily mental diet of empowering ideas and what might they be? So call out a couple of empowering ideas for me. What might be an empowering thing to say to yourself? I have enough. I have enough. I, I am enough. I am enough. Yeah. And that feels so good, doesn't it? You know the saying, you are what you eat? Well, you are what you think. What you feed your mind in the way of ideas is what you become. So are your thoughts and ideas nourishing? And if they're not, you have a guidance system within you to say, how might I transform these thoughts and ideas to something more nourishing? if you're not sure what to do. Begin your day with saying, I'm open to having more nourishing thoughts today and see what happens. You might be surrounded by all kinds of people who tell you nice things and are just really happy. And all of a sudden, your morning that started out being kind of gray, now all of a sudden feels better because you set that intention. Or maybe you are the one shining your smile out to the world and lifting everyone else up. Either way, it works. So spirit's not going to work with you unless you work with it. You have to define exactly what you want and then declare it as if you already have it. Now, Charles Fillmore, the, one of the co-founders of Unity, really spoke to this, and that was that you have to pray from, speak from, act from, declare from the belief that you already have it. Because when you do, you attract it to you and more. Once you make a choice and believe in it, you will have an instant, constant supply of all you need to fulfill your choice. Any of you like doing a certain activity, like let's say it's a craft or, or you have sort of a passion for something, is your house kind of filled with those things? Like I love fabric half my house is filled with fabric. <laughs> some of it on, stretched on canvases on the wall, some of it clothing that I'm wearing, some of it fabric that hasn't been made into anything yet. And because I have a passion for it, somewhere, somehow, it's shown up in my life. Now, sure, I had to go and buy it and, and bring it in. But the thing is that whether I had money or not, it showed up. People brought it to me even when I didn't have money. So you start to attract the things that you're passionate about. Define what you want to be, 
what you want to do and what you want to have. And the infinite source, which is everywhere and within you, will provide. The infinite works with you, through you, and the infinite will work through you to bring you whatever you define and declare. So what would you like to define and declare today? Now you can be really specific and you can say, I want to win the lottery. And you might win a free ticket or $5. But why not be broader than that and define and declare the kind of life you're living? You just feel so good in your home and your car feels so comfortable if you drive a car or the chair that you love sitting on is just the most comfortable chair, wonderful chair. The friends that you have are just, you can hardly wait to see them. The, uh, the clothes that you have, it's like, oh, which one am I going to get to wear today because I just love all my stuff. If you can live from a place of that kind of exuberance and enthusiasm and absolute joy and wonder, what do you think you're going to get? Just that. And, you know, some people say you should fake it till you make it. Sometimes that can be difficult, but you all have, I know you do, things that bring you joy that you have in your life, even if you feel like other things are missing. So start there. The presence and power of spirit is waiting for you to define exactly what you want in life. And it's not to say, you know, I want to win the lottery, though you can say that. But what does that represent for you? So let's, let's just unpack that for a moment. If I said I wanted to win the lottery, and there were times in my life where I did, what I wanted was financial freedom. I wanted to be able to buy whatever I wanted to buy when I wanted to buy it. I wanted to go where I wanted to go whenever I wanted to go. I wanted to have a life that felt good. And what I discovered in this spiritual work is that when I started to feel good, it didn't matter whether I won the lottery or not. And then the money started to come and the prosperity started to come and the friendships and the love and the joy and the peace and all those things started to come and it started with me and a decision so your car will not take you anywhere you want to go unless you get in there and start the ignition and start the engine and it's the same with the elevator of your life it's not going to take you to the floor you want to go unless you push the right button and the right button is declare it to be so as if it already is and act and behave and think as though it already is. And you have pushed the button on the elevator of your life to the floor you want to go. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If you do not consciously think positives for yourself, you're going to get negatives because group consciousness is generally negative and fearful. And in the beginning, do you remember when you first started to think more positively how hard it was? Like you noticed everybody and how negative they were. Because the more you were attempting to be in the flow of positive, you saw the opposite of it, didn't you? I remember I did. And I wanted to correct them all. Or in the beauty business, which I did for about 40 years, they'd come in and say, so how are you, how are you today? Oh, it's just so lousy and blah, blah, blah. The weather is so bad. And I go, do you ever look nice in that color orange? It's beautiful. And right away, there was a shift. Doing nothing puts you at the whim of race consciousness. 
So you can't just do nothing because then you're going to be in the flow of what most people are doing. And is that really what you want? You can. It's okay. I'll love you anyway. You have to do something positive. You have to define exactly what it is that you want before the answer will unfold. Because the default is what everybody else is doing. So you must know the infinite in me is my endless source of all good. When you think people and things are your source, then people and things can cut you off. And when you know the infinite in you and only the infinite in you is your source of all good, no one can take that away from you. And I'm at the point now where if something is going away, it's because there's something so much better showing up. Maybe it hasn't shown up yet. But I'm of that mindset and I invite you to consider that as you do this work, you're going to be that way too. Rather than wailing and gnashing of teeth, as they say in the Bible, when something isn't the way that you wanted it to be, know that your desire has somehow burst forth and released that that no longer serves you and there's something new coming. The infinite in you may use many different people and things to deliver your good, but no person or thing is your source. Your bank isn't your source. The economy isn't your source. Your friend isn't your source. Money isn't your source. What is your source? The wisdom within you, spirit. Spirit is your source. Love and bless the people, the ways and means that Source uses to deliver your good to you, and never forget where your Source is. Because often, Source provides it to me through other people. Absolutely. And I say thank you. Thank you to you, and thank you to Source. Is your mind at peace with money? Money comes to you through your mind. Everything comes to you through your mind. So money is to be used, it's to be enjoyed, it's, it's to serve you. Your job in relation to money is to be the master of the money. Say to yourself, I am the master of money. I'm the master of my life. I'm aware of my own self-mastery. I create my reality. Want to say that? I am the master of money. I'm the master of my life, and I am aware of my own self-mastery. I create my reality. So as I look at my money situation, what does it say about what I believe about it? I love my money. And I know that there's always more than enough for everything I want to do, and there always is. So appreciation. If you could only love enough, you would be the most powerful person in the world, Emmett Fox. And it's not speaking just about money and abundance. It's about loving everything. Because that's where the power is, is in that, in that love. And the more that you love, the more you have reasons to love. Loving your body, you have more reasons to love your body. Loving your friends, you have more reasons to love your friends. Loving the idea of money, you have more money to love.
So discovering the magic of expressing appreciation, and I remember Reverend Dagmar was one of my cohorts and also a mentor to me. And she used to have a friend come over once a week, and I happened to be at her house this one weekend, and this friend came over and they did a prosperity kind of a visioning. And at the end, they'd, the two of them would chant, I am prosperous, I am prosperous, I am prosperous, I am prosperous. And then they'd be just laughing their heads off. And just really in the flow of this idea of expressing appreciation for it, because that's what they were doing. So you, you prepare your mind for whatever you want by loving the good that you desire. So think about this. If you really want to have a good experience with money, you have to learn how to love money positively and correctly instead of grumbling about the prices. Say, I give thanks for the money to buy whatever I need. If you learn how to enjoy money, you establish a love affair with money and then money will love you back. That's Reverend Ike. So when someone does something nice or helpful for you, or you receive something of value from another person, how do you respond? Oh, thank you, right? I mean, at least you ought to. <laughs> Not everybody is that polite, but. So if you go into a store, or a place of business and pay for something, aren't you also receiving something of value? Like when's the last time you said to the cashier, thank you so much as you're going out with your bags of goods because they helped you to make that transaction. I mean, think about how different their lives would be if everybody said, thank you, this is great. <laughs> Even if money disappeared, Stores and services and utilities would still exist, right? We would just find another way to exchange for those goods and services, wouldn't we? Yeah. And that used to be the way that it was at one time. You did something, they did something, and it just went back and forth. And They said thank you, you said thank you. But somehow this thing, this thing called money has kind of created a separation and we've forgotten to be appreciative about all of it. I remember a friend of mine who's now earning like $400,000 a year and is grumbling at the taxes that they have to pay. And I'm thinking, my goodness. I mean, I would be writing that because of my way of thinking and my consciousness. Thank you, God, that I have to pay this much taxes because that means I'm getting this much money. And they look at me, and they still do, this friend, you're crazy. You're an idiot. And the thing is that I believe that this individual could be getting 800000 a year if they were grateful, or even more, because I think that's how it works. So I invite you to think about saying thank you every time that you spend money. Say thank you, whether it be out loud or in your mind. If it's a bill, to say, oh, like I've got heat and electricity and running water. Thank you. Discover the magic of expressing appreciation. Every bill you pay is for something valuable that you receive. You may not like to pay your mortgage, but having a place to live is valuable, right? 
So whenever you pay for anything, all you're really doing is saying, thank you, I appreciate what I've received. So why not add some energy to it? Thank you. Let's just rock those cashier's worlds this week. <laughs> go, Here comes that crazy lady again who's thanking me for giving money. This is an Irish proverb. Money swore an oath that nobody that did not love her should ever have her. And isn't that true? <laughs> Whenever you create an experience of receiving a good, a service, or an experience in your life, appreciate these three aspects. How amazing you are for creating your life. The benefits from all that you receive and that the creative process that you get to play with is right where you are. So we looked at what is prosperity. It's good in every way. We looked at choices that you choose how you experience life through your thinking. And how about being appreciative every time you spend and every time you have to pay a bill? Just try that. I'd love to hear what happens. So please say this affirmation with me if that's comfortable. I choose to appreciate money. I control the money in my life. Money does not control me. Money serves me. Money loves to serve me. Money loves for me to enjoy it and to use it for every good thing in my life. And so it is. And Emilio is going to sing Prosperity by Dedry Francois, which is just perfect. <laughs> Abundantly 
Oh.